the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show today. I am so thrilled to be with you today. And this weekend was an incredible weekend. I can't even begin to tell you. Well, I am going to tell you, actually. But before I do that, I just want to say a really, really quick prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I lift up this time and I just ask that you guide my words. Help me to have discernment to say what you want me to say, Lord. This is your show, not my show. And your will be done on earth and in heaven. So thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. So today I'm going to be talking to you about a leap of faith. And I have to tell you that this weekend is a whole new uh, picture, feeling, experience of what that actually means. Okay? So I'm going to back up a little bit and I'm going to tell you about what happened on Friday, what happened on Saturday, and then what happened on Sunday. So Friday I'm preparing for a uh, like TED Talk for Zoe Church. A couple of weeks ago, I had Bishop Ed Smith on the radio with me. We interviewed together, and we were talking about the Thrive Conference. And the Thrive Conference was for anybody that wanted to come, but it was really directed towards people that were thinking about beginning a business, a brand new entrepreneur, or somebody that's been in business for a long time. There was golden nuggets in there for all of those uh, areas of expertise. And there were 13 speakers in all, and I have seen TED Talks, but I had never done a TED Talk. And they say as few, if none, of the um, slides, and you want to just connect with your audience. So whenever I'm speaking, whether it's on the radio or in person, I'm always asking the Lord, you know, Lord, what do you want me to say? What is the message that you want the listeners to hear what is it that you want me to talk about and and then I ask him to guide my words but also guide the direction and when you're speaking in person it's different than speaking here on the mic on the radio if you're tuning in right now I just want to say thank you and this is the Sue Free Show. If you're not sure what you found, if you're new and, you know, going across the dial and then all of a sudden the Lord just reveals that you need to be right here with us right now. And there's a reason why that is. And I, I'm really focused on that, uh, listening to the Lord and wanting to do, you know, what he wants when he wants to. So thank you, San Diegans. Thank you, Venturians. Thank you, L.A., Orange County, Santa Maria, and everywhere else around the world with the Internet And, uh, you know, if you want to connect with me, I would love that. I really would love that. And how do you do that? Well, let me tell you. You go to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. Go there. There are so many different things for you to get from going there. There are the IMs, which is three pages of free. Yes, I said free IMs. And it's who God says you are. 
you know, so many times in this world, we listen to people or even our own voice, that own small voice that's saying we're not going to measure up or we're never going to amount to anything or we're unworthy or blah, 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 and the list goes on. Or we can say, I'm a child of God. I was created for a purpose. And I want to know what God says about me. So, you know, we are victorious, even though we don't feel like it sometimes, right? We are victorious because he says that's what we are. I am victorious in Jesus' name. Amen. Right? So it's really good to know those things. So in preparation, my assistant Lydia was so wonderful. She stayed late with me, and we tried to go through what slides we want to have in the speech. I actually wrote my speech in 10 minutes. When I was in Nashville at another convention, I pulled my computer out, and I said, okay, Lord, and I typed my speech in 10 minutes. But then it had to be fine-tuned and reorganized, and we had to figure out which slide would represent what I'm talking about the most, and where, do, where is that slide, and how do we put it in there, and there was just a lot going on, and then we had some other uh, handouts that we wanted to have, and so we put that all together, and I could not have done it without Lydia, so I'm very grateful for my assistant Lydia for doing that. Anyway, so then I had to prepare by saying this speech, and it's supposed to be a 15-minute speech, and so... I just read the speech. I, I couldn't go off memory, but I read the speech, and it came up to six minutes. I'm like, oh, my goodness, it's only halfway there. What am I going to do? Because I had everything I wanted to say in that six minutes. But reading it and feeling it and delivering it is two different things. So uh, I went with it. I went with what I had. I made a few corrections. That night, you know, the Lord always says to me, be prepared, Sue. Be prepared. And I felt so not prepared, and the devil was wanting me to fail. He so wanted me to fail, and I was up all night. I could not sleep, not even a wink, because I was running through. I was imagining, visioning me up on stage with all those eyes looking at me, and I was trying to go through my speech in my head so that I didn't forget anything because you don't – I didn't want to read my notes, and I didn't want to – you know, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be able to deliver and connect. And so I got up the next morning, not sleeping at all, and just got going. Uh, And then it was like I felt like we were going to be late, and I had to sit at my table, and blah, blah, blah. The list goes on. And I just was, I was stressed, very stressed. And I knew that the next day was another stressful day because I had committed my little nephew who turned 18, Mr. Blake, calls me up and says, Aunt Susie, I'm turning 18. I said, I know, Blake, you're turning 18. And he goes, you know what I want for my birthday? And I said, no, what do you want for your birthday? And he says, I want to jump out of a plane. I said, oh, my goodness, Blake, that's incredible. And he goes, not only that, Aunt Susie, but I want to, I want to jump out of the plane with you. And in a weak moment, emotional moment, to want to please my little nephew, I said yes. And I have been thinking about that ever since he asked me and trying to prepare, which you cannot prepare for this, but I was trying to prepare for jumping out of a plane. Okay, now I'm 61 years old. And there, were, there is a gentleman I know by the name of Herb Pencil. If you look him up on podcast, you'll find him because I interviewed him. And he just turned 80. And he was at one of the pest control meetings. And he said, guess what I did? I just turned 80. And I went, oh my gosh, Herb, that's great. And he goes, guess what I did? And I said, what? And he goes, I jumped out of a plane. I said, well, if you can do it, then of course I can do it. And so... I did it. I'm getting chills right now just thinking about it again. So uh, I'm going to move you back to Saturday. 
I delivered my speech, and I was so nervous, and I'm not kidding you. I tried to put my lipstick on. I have this little lipstick that I use with a little sponge on the end, and I'm trying to find my lips. And I'm shaking so bad that I can't even put my lipstick on straight. I know you you get it, and you're probably laughing at me right now, but I really was that nervous. And people that know me say, what were you nervous about, Sue? You know, I mean, you're on the radio all the time, and it's just different when you've got people in front of you. And it is the connection that I've always wanted and I've asked for, and I believe the Lord is leading me into keynote speaking. So it was a great opportunity, and I definitely did not want to not do that. Even though I had all these other things going on, I said yes. Now, there's a golden nugget in that, okay? When opportunity knocks on your door, no matter what you've got going on, if you are focused on your goal and what God wants for your life, and you want to live out your purpose, you have to be available, and you have to be willing to change your plans for God's plans. And I did that because I had other things that I wanted to do. But you know what? God had another plan. And I had to fulfill what God wanted me to do. And so I became available. Now, I kept saying to myself, what in the world did I say yes to the speech for? Why? Oh, my goodness, I'm not ready for this. I just kept second talking myself and making myself feel like I wasn't ready and whatnot. And I got up there, and the Holy Spirit was right there with me. I walked up, and they had to put the mic on and all that stuff. I walked up there, and all I said was, God is good. And I looked at everybody, and everybody's going, yes. And I said, all the time was my starting of my speech, which wasn't written. But I just realized that I was right where God wanted me. And I had something to say to the people in the audience that I believed was worth listening to. And it's something, it's a message that God wanted to deliver. And he chose me to deliver the message. How awesome is that? And I thought, how can I fight that? And how can I say whatever, you know, just stop it already. You know, stop that chatter in your brain and just step out there and just do it, doggone it. Just do it. And I did. Now, I don't know. At that moment in time, I hadn't done the thing I was going to do the next day. So I was saying, I don't know what's more scary, getting out there on stage and doing what I did today or what I'm going to do tomorrow. Now, when I was over it, I I was so relieved. I have to tell you, I was so relieved. And when I was up there, see, when you're talking on a mic like I am right now, I do have Facebook Live. But I'm talking on a mic, and I can't see your faces. Even Facebook Live, I cannot see your faces. I can sometimes see names go across with a heart or a thumbs up, but I can't see the faces. And the beauty and the wonder for me is connection. This is a one-way conversation right now. You're hearing me, but I'm not getting feedback back. And so the beauty of being on stage is that it was a, a connection. It was where I saw the faces There were people that said, amen, sister, or, you know, they would laugh. And laughter is a wonderful thing. Laughter is a wonderful thing. If I can, when I deliver a message, if I can cause people to laugh, cause people to cry, cause people to feel good about themselves and feel thankful, then I've done a good thing. And the Lord's done, I, I, I believe the Lord would be happy with me being in that position. And I believe that's what happened. And people came up afterwards and just said, thank you for sharing your story. And thank you for being on the radio. And thank you, thank you. And I, and I was like, so blessed. You know, I was there to bless others. But I really, truly think that I was the one that received the blessing. 
You're listening to The Sue Free Show on our flagship station, KKLA 99.5. Thank you so much for listening. And, you know, if you're in San Diego, if you're in Ventura, no matter where you are, maybe you're on iHeart on a podcast. And, yes, you can find Sue Freeze on podcast on iHeart. Or you can go to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. And you can go there and you can search out nine years of podcasts. I'm amazed at that. I totally am amazed at that. So some of you are wondering about this jumping out of a plane thing, I would bet. And I think I'm done with the first portion of the speech. And I do have things that I want to talk about, about a leap of faith. Here's the story. Get up the next morning, and uh, there's five of us that are going. And here's the not-so-funny part is Blake, my nephew, who was the one that created all of this to happen, ended up not jumping. So here I am jumping and my nephew's not jumping. Blake, if you're listening, ugh. anyway, so, but his mommy jumped with me. She wasn't going to jump. And because everybody else was jumping, she goes, I'm going to do it. And I said, all right, let's do it together. My little sis Darcy and I have been through so many things together. And, and one other caveat is Saturday night, we all met at my house uh, near where we were going to jump. And my little sister wanted to see the video from the speech. And she sat there at the table and watched this 15-minute speech. And tears are flowing down her face. And I said, Darcy, why are you crying? She says, Susie, I've been, I've been right there with you. I have seen you go through so many things in your life. And you come out just fighting. You come out and you just take on more. And you're such an inspiration to me. And I just really am so proud of you. And I have to tell you to hear those words from someone that you're so close to and such a part of me in so many ways. We've, like I said, we've been through so much together. And she has been my biggest supporter. You know, she just has. And Darcy, I know you're listening. And I just want to say I love you so much. Kisses, hugs. Love you so much. So my, my son, Tyson, he jumped, his girlfriend, Caitlin jumped, and Steven jumped. Now, so here's the thing. We get to the place. We had to be there. Uh, it started at 915. We were supposed to jump at 11, and there was this huge storm that was uh, supposed to happen, and that's why there was a cancellation, and then we reconnected. Uh, and so this day was beautiful. The sun was out. It was a beautiful day to do this when there was supposed to be this huge storm and we thought it would get canceled, but no, God had a different plan. <laughs> anyway, so we get there and we're there on time and we wanted to do the air tunnel first because they said this trains you on how to fly through the air and have the right position. Well, of course, I want to be prepared as much as possible. That word prepared again. And so we went in the air tunnel and it was uh, $50 more than the, the, um, the actual jump and so we said okay let's just do it so Darcy and I were the only ones that did that she had a superman superwoman costume on flying through the air and I just had a normal jumpsuit on she's so funny I just love her so much anyway so she went first and she's so good and she figured it out how to maneuver and everything and we got to go two times it's 25 minutes $25 a minute if you can believe it but this minute seems like five minutes it doesn't seem like a minute and well worth the time, well worth the money. And uh, if I had both of the choices of f jumping out of a plane or doing this air tunnel, I would pick air tunnel every time. <laughs> it just is a little safer, you know what I mean? And it's more fun because I didn't have all that fear factor going on. It was just fun. So I highly recommend that. Jumping out of a plane, I don't think it's for everybody. 
So we did the air tunnel and it gave me a little bit of false courage saying, oh, wow, you know, I did it. You know, it was fine and it was fun. And they videotaped it. And then we were supposed to jump at 11 o'clock. And so there's preparation for that. You've got to get suited up and you've got to do this and you've got to do that and sign all the waivers. You're signing your life away. I mean, basically, you could die. And so they sign all these waivers saying we're not responsible if you die. And so that kind of is, you know, kind of scares you a little bit. And then you have to verbally, they videotape you saying that you read everything you understand that you could die. And uh, it's on video. So that being said. Then we waited and waited and waited because I guess the day before they had canceled all of their jumps, so all those people and us were all there. I decided to pay the big package to get a videographer and a photographer because it's a one-time thing, and I'm going to put it on a TV show. So I have a, a, a TV show. I haven't had it for two years. It's on Secular TV, 30, LA 36. You can check it out. And I will have this, this uh, whole episode on TV. So... That being said, so here we waited and waited. We went and had lunch. They had popcorn, which I love. And we waited and waited until 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Now, little side note, I have a consultant that has been working with me for, for quite a long time. His name is Nate. And I saw Nate this morning, by the way. And anyway, so he spent all day on Sunday with us. It was supposed to be a couple of hours, and he was going to videotape and, you know, do all that. Um, so he stayed with us all day and watched all of this. And at one time, I really thought he was going to give in and he was going to jump with us, but he didn't. But maybe he will. I don't know. But the air tunnel, I think he will do. Anyway, so thank you, Nate, for being there all day with us. It was fun. You added to it. And uh, thank you for videotaping. So on Facebook Live, you will see the video that Nate did. It's the before and the actual. You see this little tiny, tiny, tiny thing in the sky floating down. And then you see the after of me and the difference between before and after. So we're all suited up and we're ready to go and i'm sitting there going what the heck am i doing what am i doing and um i everybody has somebody that they're jumping with and the guy that i was jumping with his name was nico and he's actually a neighbor and he's a young cute little guy and uh he says you know we're gonna strap together and and all this stuff and do you have any questions for me and i said i'm scared i'm beyond scared i am so scared i can't even believe how scared i am he said he just smiled because I'm sure that's not the first time he's heard that. But I said, no, you don't understand. I mean, I am so afraid right now. I can't even stand it. And he goes, it's okay. I got gotcha. you. And I said, okay. And so uh, he geared me up and we walked out to the plane, got in the plane. And because, because I had the videographer, I got to be the first one out of the plane. Isn't that nice? I had no idea. So the videographer, she went out first, and before we went out, we, um, I, I don't know, dismantled, whatever you say when you leave the plane, um, from the back. It's not a side door. It's a back of the door like a guppy that's having guppies. You know, it's, it's out the back door, which is nice, except for when you're the last person, the flight up, you are at a slant. And I am the last one on the bench, okay? All these people are kind of sliding down towards me. And I am looking and I can see the crack of the door and I can see earth down below me. And I have to tell you, when I looked down and I saw earth, my stomach turned somersaults and I thought I was going to lose my lunch. And I'm like going, what the heck am I doing here? And then the photographer's like, hey, look at me, look at me, ah, smile, Aha, camera. And I'm like going, I don't want to smile right now, I just want to turn back. And 
because we were sliding down, my left leg was uh, pro- prompt me from sliding off. And so the next day I wake up and I'm like, why do I have such a Charlie horse in my left leg? And then I realized it's because I was holding everybody on the bench from sliding out the door. And so my left leg is really hurting. So then the door opens. Oh my gosh. I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing? I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Oh man, it was, it was horrifying. It was so scary. And he goes, okay, what I want you to do is step with your right foot, step with your left foot, then arch your back and we're going to do a backflip. I'm like, you're kidding, right? And he goes, no, we're not kidding. So we dismantled, we, we got out of the plane, step, step and, and, and backflip. And I, I messed that up. I think I went into fetal position instead. So we really, he had a really hard struggle. But anyway, what I'm saying to you is that right before that, Stephen, my boyfriend, was the second one going out of the plane. I grabbed his shoulder so hard, I felt my nails dig into his shoulder. And I looked at him with my eyes of fright, and I just said, I don't want to go. No, don't make me go. I don't want to go. And then Nico goes, one, two, go. And there I went. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And the wind, it's so fast you are dropping at such a fast fast rate it's so scary and here's the photographer she jumped out before me so she could get me videoed i haven't seen it yet i don't i don't even know if i want to see it but anyway so the wind is blowing your cheeks so fast and you know your nose kind of looks like a a, like a pig nose because the wind's going up your nostrils and it's just weird anyway she's like blowing kisses at me like i'm supposed to be all cute and pretty and i'm like oh my gosh no no thank you so i'm just doing what i learned in the air tunnel you know putting your hands spreading your fingers arching your back putting your feet up i was trying to do everything and nico's on my back Nico's on my back. He's right there so close. Here's another thing I realized is that that guy had my life in his hands. Totally. I talk about a leap of faith. This was the true meaning of leap of faith. I, I, I leaped out of that plane and I had no idea. I had to have total faith that Nico's parachute was going to open. I had to have total faith that he knew what he was doing. I had if plan, I didn't have a plan B and I'm, I'm a control person. I like to be in control of things and I had no control over this. And it was the most scary thing I have ever done. And I will ever do in my life. I am sure. So standing on that stage and talking to the people was nothing compared to jumping out of this plane way up high, watching the earth below come closer and closer and closer as I came down. So what's the message in that? Is that you think this is like so bad, but then here you go. Here's something that's or so good. And then here's this other thing that's just like right there. Right. So uh, I feel sorry for Steve because he's got he's got nail marks in his shoulder. And uh, I I just have to tell you that um, it was going so fast, so fast. And then all of a sudden the parachute went and there was this yank in my shoulders and the straps and everything, the harness. And then all of a sudden, everything became very peaceful. It was like we were floating and going back and forth. And then he did these squirrely things like a roller coaster. And I'm like, oh, you know, it was like my stomach. I lost my stomach again. So that part was pretty amazing. And I'm looking down and I could see the lake and I could see my other family and friends above me, floating above me. And it was just the most beautiful. And you can see forever. You can see forever because you're so high. And you feel the wind and the air and the temperature and the, you know, just all of that. It was absolutely amazing. I tell you all this because I want you to understand that, you know, life doesn't end when you're 60. It's just beginning. And no matter what you're going through, whatever you've been through, there's more ahead. There's more to come. 
So we are going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back, and I'm going to talk about what it means to take a leap of faith. Bugs have one instinct, survival, and the coolness of your home draws them in, unless E. coli guard your home. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady, owner of E. coli termite and pest control services. And yes, this is her son, Tyson. This hot weather is driving bugs and perhaps rodents, yuck, into your home, but we can drive them back out. Our family-friendly pest control method eliminates insects and rodents without causing harm to your family and pets. And right now, we're offering a free pestament to keep the bugs where they belong, outside and far away from your home. Just call us at 877-332-BUGS. We know how to find pests and end their survival. Call us today for a free pestament. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Bugs hate that we make our service so effective. Call 877-332-BUGS. E. coli, powerful termite and pest control, as, as gentle, gentle as, as a butterfly. butterfly. All right, it's David James. My friend, Sue Freeze, the termite lady from E. is here. And Sue, you were just telling me that allergies and termites have something in common? Dave, if you have a problem with termites in your home, but also suffer from allergies and chemical sensitivity, we offer an array of termite control services that will be able to solve your problem without putting your health at risk. Our E. coli heat process uses extreme heat instead of chemicals to kill and remove termites and any other pests that may be infesting your home. Yes, and you were telling me about the awesome electro gun treatments. It sends electricity through the wood? And you use it as part of your termite control services? They're very effective. So if you are concerned with your health and are sensitive to chemicals, know that we have an array of options for termite control. Don't sacrifice your health or the health of your home. Call E. coli termite pest control services now. 800-332-BUGS. 800-332-BUGS or termitelady.com. E. coli, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Ecola Termite and Pest Control. Thank you for sponsoring this show. If you'd like to sponsor this show, we'd like to talk to you. I actually have some people that do want to sponsor. Now, here's the thing. If you are in San Diego and you are on the fence and you're not sure if you want to advertise and you're not sure if radio is for you, I can help you with that. I can help you advertise only in the area, which is a smart thing to do, that you actually service. Why would you want to put this out when you're not being able to service the customers? So you want to make sure that you are advertising in an area and a demographic, geographic area that you really can service. So with that being said, just contact me. How do you do that? You go to Sue Freeze. Spelt like fries, one word, dot com. Go there, connect with me. Give me your name, your phone number, email, whatever you want, and let me know what it is you're needing or wanting. I'm resourceful. I might not have the answer, but I know somebody that does. So just get in contact with me, please. So the first section, if you're just tuning in right now, you have to listen to the podcast on iHeart or go to my website and listen to the first half. Because it, it, it ties so much into what I'm going to talk about today that I really want you to hear my personal story on my biggest test of a leap of faith. What is a leap of faith? The answer is the book of Hebrews is an excellent place to find answers to our questions about faith. 
Hebrews is the faith chapter. Chapter 11 begins with a short definition of faith. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. So in this case, I talked about jumping out of an airplane. And I wanted to be sure that I was going to reach Earth in one piece, completely intact. But I couldn't see that because I could not see the future. And I had obstacles in front of me that I had no control over. So for me, I had faith that I was going to jump out of this plane and I was going to end up on earth in one piece, fine. Okay, so that being said, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. And that's Hebrews eleven six. What do you picture when you hear the word faith? It's putting your belief and trust in something or somebody outside of yourself and then acting on that belief. For instance, I had somebody with the parachute connected to me. If I would have jumped out by myself, he had the parachute. I was not going to make it. So I totally had to depend on this other person and believe that that parachute was in good working order and that it was going to open and it was going to slow us down before we hit earth. I had to believe that. I didn't know for sure. But I had to take a leap of faith and believe that. (sighs) So with that being said, of course, acting on faith isn't always easy. It calls us to step away from what is comfortable and safe. And like a two-year-old at the edge of a vast swimming pool, look into unknown and unfamiliar circumstances. Maybe it's a challenge to surrender our finances to God's control a career change, a move overseas, or waiting patiently on the Lord for the right spouse. It may be forgiving an offender or risking something for the sake of integrity or purity. Whatever the case, when God nudges our heart beyond what we can manage and manipulate on our own, we have an opportunity to act on the faith that we profess to believe. Can we trust that our Father is powerful enough? And do we trust that he is good? The answer to both questions, if we understand and believe the teaching of God's word, is a resounding yes. Our all-powerful, all-knowing, and ever-present God can handle every situation we face. He is the very essence and definition of what is good. He will always do what is right, and we can trust him to ultimately not let us fall or fail. Hebrews eleven six. and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. I said that again because I wanted you to really get that scripture. Faith triggers a response of pleasure in God's heart as we demonstrate our trust in him He is not apathetic or indifferent, but actually delights in our belief in him. In fact, as his children, the writer says, we cannot please him without faith. It is impossible. So let me ask you, are you living in faith right now? Are you having to rely on God's faithfulness? Your journey. List a few times in your life when you acted on your trust in Christ. What was the result of those steps of faith? Why do you think God is pleased when we show our faith in him? How does that reflect the heart of a loving father? What step of faith can you take today to demonstrate your trust in the Lord? What is holding you back?
Isaiah 43, 2. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. Psalm 37, 5. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. Romans 8, 8, 8, 18. The pain that you've been feeling can't compare to the joy that's coming. Be bold, be brave, be courageous. Are you? Are you bold? Are you brave? Are you courageous? What changes could you make? What decisions and choices could you make that would take you from here to there? Is your faith in the right place? Are you believing? Ecclesiastes 3.1 There's a time for everything and a reason for every activity under the heavens. Isaiah 41.10 Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Some of you need to hear that right now because you're going through something and you're, you're worried about not having the courage or not being bold enough. Maybe it's a conversation that you've been holding back from having. Whatever it is that you're facing right now, the Lord is telling you to not be afraid. He's telling you that he is with you. And he's telling you to not be discouraged because he is God. And he's telling you that he will strengthen you and help you. I will, he will hold you up with his victorious hand. Are you allowing him to do that? Are you putting yourself in a place to really experience his presence? Are you? What could you do different? It's a choice you make, you know. The Lord doesn't want us to be robots. You realize that, right? He's not going to snatch you up. It's a choice that you make. He gives us freedom of choice. Otherwise, we're just robots or animals that can't think about this or that. So what are you doing? What are you thinking? What are your choices? Isaiah 66, 9, I will not cause pain without allowing something new to be born, says the Lord. You know, when I was giving my speech this weekend, I was talking about my life and talking about the things that I've been through. And those of you that have listened to my show for any period of time understand that, you know, I, I talk sometimes about things that I've experienced. And it's not because I want anyone to feel sorry for me because I don't feel sorry for me. I'm not a victim. I'm victorious in Jesus' name. But the reason I share it is because I can communicate, I can connect, and I can relate to a lot of maybe what you've gone through. You know, none of us, you know, we... Unless we walked through someone else's shoes, in someone else's shoes, we should not be judging them. And so I don't judge anybody because I haven't walked in anybody else's shoes. But I really appreciate if people don't judge me either because they haven't walked in mine. They don't know where I've been. They don't know what I've gone through. I can talk about it, but it's not the same as experiencing it. Just like jumping out of the airplane. Everybody's experience is going to be a little different. I'm still not complete. I still feel sideways. I don't feel uh, my normal self because of the stress my body went through. My ears are plugged. I kept blowing to try to release the pressure in my ears. But I can just imagine my blood pressure. If I would have taken my blood pressure when I was up in that airplane being the most fearful I've ever been in any time in my life that I can remember, even with anything I've gone through. I've never been that scared in all my life and never wanting to turn back more at any time in my life. But because of my decision, I was forced to 
take that step of faith. And so uh, it was pretty amazing. So what I'm saying to you is that we all have a story and we all gone through things and that I believe that the Lord is allowing certain things to happen. I don't think he makes things happen to us, but I think he allows things to happen and he, something good comes out of it. No matter what it is, we look back and go, wow, okay, that came out of that. Wow. Like me writing a book because I shattered my leg. Something good came out of it. I learned how to walk all over again and I like my walk better now. I didn't like the way I walked before. So it's preparing us for our next assignment. And that was one of the messages that my speech said is that when we go through trials and tribulations, that it's a way of preparing us for what God has for us next because we each have a purpose on this earth and we need to fulfill that purpose. And if you don't know what it is, ask the Lord to reveal it to you and he will. Is it time to take a leap of faith? Five ways to know if it's time to take that extra step. And this is written by a Shana Mahoney. Take a look around you today. Do you ever notice anyone who seems like they are walking through a thick fog every day? They typically have to push themselves out of bed, drink a cup or two of coffee, and drag themselves out to a day that doesn't bring them joy. By the end of the day, they feel depleted and don't feel like doing much else besides watch TV, play on their cell phone, and go to bed to do it all over again the next day. They are usually cranky and not much fun to be around. They aren't taking risks or reaching for their dreams. That's a sad, sad place to be. And I know some of you are probably there. Okay, but listen to this. It's time. This is the Lord talking, not Sufri's. He's just using me. But it is time for you to make a decision to stop walking down this road that's leading to nowhere and find the Lord if you don't have him, reconnect with him if you've lost him, and walk with him. And the sooner you do it, the better. We don't have any guarantees on this earth. We don't. So it's time. It's time. Make a choice today to do things differently. Get my I am's. Read them every morning, every night before you go to bed, before you go to sleep. Read them out loud. Read them out loud to yourself because you need to change the voices. You need to change that recording you have in your head. Your belief system needs to to have a switch. So let's switch it to what God says about you because you are beautifully and wonderfully made. You are created for him, for his purpose. You're ambassador of Christ. You're a child of God. You need to understand that you are victorious in all things, that he has already fought the battle and he's already won the battle. Understand that, believe it, and you will wake up new every morning. Be thankful. Find things to be thankful for and do what you can. Not everybody does things at the same rate, but do what you can. Do something, but make sure it's different than what, you, what wasn't working for you before, okay? Thank you, Lord Jesus. When people aren't feeling like they are living life to the fullest, it usually appears in fatigue, anxiety, jealousy, and or depression. So there's an indicator for you, okay? Your emotions are like a gas gauge. They're telling you that something's going on. If you're feeling any of those things, it's your time. Maybe you or someone you know is questioning her career, relationship, location, or even haircut. They may be feeling stuck thinking about who they are and what might need to change. Is it time for them or you to take a leap and live differently? Yes. Yes, 
Here are a few simple steps to take toward a leap so it doesn't feel so big and scary. Get out of your comfort zone. Do you think I got out of my comfort zone this weekend? (laughs) Oh, I absolutely did. So many of us are afraid of change because we are creatures of habit. We feel comfortable in our routine. Today, try to do one thing out of your comfort zone because it will increase your productivity and energy. For example, try to say hi to someone you don't really know or sign up for a class. Make it something that you are a little afraid of, but know it could be good for you now and in the future. Number two, track your time. At any given moment of your day, how do you feel? If you are not sure, it may be worth tracking your time for a week or so. Think of it like a time tracker at a business. Many businesses have their employees track their time and what they are doing so they can better manage their business. Well, we are managing our lives, and we deserve to know how much of our time is spent on things that don't bring us joy. Another thing is, to be a good steward is you can track your things to see what is wasting your time that could be better spent and maybe making more money. That's another one, okay? In your phone or a journal, create columns such as activity, time spent, and mood. Check in with yourself at least three times per day to fill out your tracker. After a few days, you may notice some patterns and realize that changes need to be made. For example, if you notice yourself checking email often and it makes you feel tired and angry, you can either check it less often or make it more fun by playing music number three stop comparing start being confident it can be hard to feel confident when we are struggling in one or many areas of our life it is also difficult to feel confident in ourselves if we are constantly comparing ourselves to others you may be noticing yourself comparing your job house car clothes and partner in someone else's but when you compare you despair The definition of despair is to lose hope or confidence. It's not fun living life comparing and despairing. When we become jealous, it doesn't help us live the best versions of ourselves. We are all unique and have different paths. This week, try to focus on what makes you feel confident and happy. Maybe it's cooking, dancing, or wearing a flowy summer dress. Pay attention to what makes you feel good rather than looking around at what everyone else is doing. It may also be helpful to spend less time on social media because it's been known that it is a place where you can easily judge yourself and where you are while looking at other people's lives. That's so true. Number four, build a supportive friend group. Many of us are surrounded by people who aren't reaching for their dreams or taking risks in their day-to-day lives. They usually complain about things and may even doubt your ideas and vision. These are the type of people you want to spend less time with if you have positive changes you want to make. I can't agree more. Change who you're hanging with if you're not getting what you need and want and feel good and all those things. You want to surround yourself with people that are going to build you up. Tell you the truth for sure, but you don't want to hang around people that are going to bring you down. Even energy levels. If you've got somebody that has low energy and you're trying to build them and get them more energy, that's very energy zapping. It's easy to get brought down and give up if you aren't around people who believe in you and cheer you on. It has been said that we are the sum of the five people we spend the most time with. So evaluate that, would you? Evaluate who you're spending your time with and what are they giving to you? You know, it's important that we give too. We have to give. 
but we need to be around people that are going to help strengthen us. It's kind of like the plant. There was a time in my life where I felt like I was a plant in a pot. And my plant, my life, was just wilted. And there comes a time in your life where you just, no matter how much somebody waters it, the plant's not going to revive because it's so far gone. So we have to revive ourselves daily. It's not something that we can wait a week and a month and whatever. Okay? So think about that. Try to think about what interests you and find like-minded people to spend more time with. You may be able to find them at a yoga class, church, art class, book club, or through mutual friends. Find it. Whatever it is, find those people and hang out with those people that are going to build you up. And, you know, maybe it's something you don't know anything about. Maybe it's something, try something new. Number five, be brave. If I asked you on a scale from one to five, how brave you feel you are, one being the least brave and five being the most brave, what number would you give me? And what could you do to test that? I definitely uh, tested my bravery (laughs) and my faith and my trust and all of that this weekend. Take a few minutes to answer these specific questions out loud or in a journal. They will help you to start getting clarity around a big leap you may want to take right now or in the future. If I were the bravest possible version of myself, what would I do? What prevents me from doing that? What do I need to let go of in order to be brave? What would I need to fill in order to take action? Feel into those emotions and visualize yourself stepping into the bravest version of yourself. Can you picture it? I'm a very visual person. It really motivates me to visualize myself in whatever area I want to grow, whatever area I want to progress. I visualize myself already there. I might not be there yet, but I use my visualization in my mind to visualize me already there. And it helps me get there. So if some of you don't use this, it's very helpful. It's like when you have a dream and you visualize yourself in the dream. Or people say, you know, if you want to lose weight, get a picture of yourself, how you want to look. Or you want to buy that house. And what does that house look like? And you get your emotions attached to what you want. And the emotions can cause you to get the strength when you're feeling, you know, knocked down. Um, It kind of keeps you carried. And it keeps that passion that flame lit for that passion of what it is you're going for. So when you've got a goal, picture it, live it in your mind, and it helps you achieve, just like my ministry house, God's dream ministry house. I didn't know exactly what it was going to look like, but I did have a visual of what I felt it would feel like to have this place. And it's getting so close to being a reality. It's incredible. And I'm so excited about that. I can talk more about that maybe if we have time. So feel into those emotions and visualize yourself and start making choices every day like the bravest version of you and notice the difference. And here's the last one. Go for it. Go for it. What does that mean to you? Go for it. Just do it. It's time. Maybe your first step is to literally take a leap into a pool out of a plane to take a leap into a lake or the ocean and just go for a swim under the sunshine or maybe in the moonlight this is a great way to refresh your mind and move your body 
It also reminds us to play, be free, and breathe deeply. We may not always have life figured out, but once we realize that we always have a choice, things change. We remember we can do anything we put our minds to. Change is scary, but regret is even harder. And David Brinkley writes, she took a leap of faith and grew her wings on the way down. <laughs> How funny. I guess I grew my wings on the way down. Actually, Nico, the one that had the parachute, was the one that had the wings. And I trusted and had total faith in his preparation, in his uh, learning and all the trials and tribulations he went to up until the time when he became my faith. And the Lord was there with me, too. And he's with you. And I just want you to take this leap of faith. Do whatever it is. Small. This was huge for me. But small, medium, large, doesn't really matter. What matters is that you do it. That you just take a leap of faith and then trust the Lord. Visualize yourself. Please do this. It's so wonderful. It's invigorating. And it's just, it will change your life forever. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you. Bye-bye. It's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.